Welcome to this crazy little thing called life. I am your host, Meg Thompson, and I'm so excited and so grateful you're here. I'm sure I say that every single time I do an intro for a podcast, but it's true. It's true. So welcome to 2022. I intend and hope that you are leaving behind anything that doesn't serve you in 2021 and allowing yourself to optimize on this energy, this powerful energy of 2022. So this is a juicy episode. I know a lot of you have had a few conversations with those of you who listen to this podcast regularly and look forward to the forecast. And I know that you're excited to hear what Casey and I have to share around the forecast for the new year and for January. Now we talk about a lot of juicy, juicy stuff in here. Casey gives us a few specific dates that we really want to be mindful of so we can prepare for the energy. Um, The Kashuk records, of course, is throwing down as per usual. So those channeled messages that came through uh, really, really are for you. Talking a lot about um, the energy of you. And I love, I love that the title that came through for this podcast episode is just so joyful and so happy and so magical, right? Like it's time to, I know a lot of you have been doing the work. I've seen you, I've worked with you. um, And I also know that a lot of you are big fans of Casey and she's worked with you as well. And so I know a lot of you have been doing the work and God, aren't you ready to receive the results, ready to reap the rewards. And so I am intending that you just experience so much more abundance than you could imagine and that doors open where there were previously only walls and that you welcome in new opportunities and new experiences with an open mind and an open heart. And so we, in this episode, we talk a lot about, of course, the energy of 2022 January and what to navigate and, and the weather of the weather, the astro- astrological and Akashic weather, so to speak. So you can prepare for that. But we also give you a few practical, tangible tools because what's information without implementation? It's pretty much just mental masturbation. So if you are are like me and you want to know, okay, this is great. This information is great, but how, how do I take the next steps? How do I implement? What can I do? Well, we've got a bunch of free resources for you in the show notes. You can pause this and check them out right now if you want, or when we're chatting about them, just before, be sure to hop into the show notes and get access to them. These are resources that we talk about specifically in the podcast um, to help you navigate these energies and get the most out of it. So from nervous system support to transits and knowing when your you know the retrogrades are going to be transiting in your chart and what that will mean for you and how to read it um, to shadow workshop and doing shadow work practically and how to do it, how to get results, all of the good juicy juju that Casey and I create and co-create together. So I am really excited to share this with you. I know this is kind of in a tease. (laughs) Teaser. Um, Yeah. And without further ado, I give you the Akashic forecast and astrology forecast with Casey Denae and myself, Meg Thompson, for January 2022. Welcome to the Crazy Little Thing Called Life podcast with your host, the lovely Megan Thompson. Megan is a spiritual life and business coach, a Kashik record practitioner, and all things crushed velvet lover. If you're keen to create more than just a living, but a life and business you love, you're in the right place. Bursting with practical and spiritual tools, tips and tricks that you can enact today to get out of your own bloody way. So grab a cuppa and shield your wee one's ears. You can count on Megan and her guests to use cheeky adult language and inappropriate humor on this crazy little thing called life. Yeah, I would love to just start with the intention that we co-create magic, like usual, in a way that feels really good and in alignment and for the greatest, highest good of all. Does that feel good to you? 
sounds beautiful. All right, sweet. All right, everybody. Well, welcome to the January Akashic Astrology Forecast with Casey Denae, and I'm your host, Meg Thompson. So glad to have you here. I'm so grateful to have you here, Casey. Thanks for being here. I'm so happy to be here. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, good. I'm so glad. Um, so Casey and I, our intention for you guys is that you take what you leave, take what you need, and you leave the rest. <laughs> take what yes. you leave. Take what you need and you leave the rest because, you know, these forecasts are exactly that, just an intentional space for you to see the astrological weather ahead, to be the Akashic weather ahead, and then be able to prepare for it in a way that feels good and in alignment and like you're not getting blindsided by weird things happening in the world and in your own life yes that's true for you too case oh yes absolutely (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i wanted to touch in and share a little bit and then give casey some space to share a little bit about her world over there she was literally just telling me that she's in short sleeves and it's you know as we're recording this it's december But we are in, like, the snowstorm of the century. (laughs) There is nipple-high snow outside for me. And it is very, 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 very snowy and beautiful. And I'm loving that I don't have to go anywhere. That is the beauty of working from home. I don't need to go anywhere. Yet I can connect with people all over the world. Actually, I want to share this with you, Casey, because it feels really important to share I, so I personally, I always encourage my clients either one-on-one or in my group coaching containers to like savor the wins, Mm -hmm. but I am not always really good at savoring the wins, you know, I'm always working on the things that I'm sharing and as you know, we all are just doing the thing. And so I went through and I looked at all the podcast stats. And we are at 6,000 down- downloads, nearly 6,000 downloads in 54 countries. So this podcast was listened to in 54 countries wow. and it's something like 900 cities. So thank you to all of you listeners. Like, oh my gosh. I mean, it's just <laughs> mind blowing. Isn't that incredible? Casey? That is incredible. Yeah. So we're really, you know, I'm so grateful to each and every one of you because without each and every one of you, this podcast wouldn't be possible. But it just brings me like when I think about, you know, this new earth grid or shifting the new paradigm or welcoming in a new world that is centered in a heart-centered space of like value. You know, I feel like everybody who listens and I know Casey and I are both on the same page with this. Like we are here to build something important and build something that we value and, you know, do it by sharing our own gifts with the world, mm-hmm. you know, and, and yes, we might have the odd person be like, so when are you going to get a new job or a real job? Or, you know, when are you going to do something real with your life? And I just want to validate that. Like if you have a dream and like this podcast was just a dream, you can do it. And those gifts that you're awakening to and those spiritual tools that you have, you have them for a reason. And right now, I say more than ever, we need them. And so let me and Casey be the example. You know, we were just boldly at one point, I know I could speak for myself and I'll let you speak for yourself too, Casey. But at one point, I was, this was just like a daydream. Like, oh, it'd be so amazing read a podcast and be able to talk about these things that, you know, seem kind of weird and woo-woo, but to create a sacred space for those people Mm -hmm. to know that they're not alone. And here we are in 54 countries, letting people in, you know, South Korea and Taiwan and, you know, all over the world know that you're not alone. How about you, Kate? A little bit about your experience. Oh my gosh. I think when I... When I first even got started, being where I, in this space was, I couldn't even imagine it. You know, it was not even something that I could see. And being here in, the funniest thing is the, some of the people who were most strongly in opposition or, you know, go get a real job or things like that to me in the beginning 
are the ones who are calling me at 10 o'clock at night now going, can you help? Can you help me? Or going, can we set up a time to talk? So, you know, I think giving it enough time for people, like some of your hardest um, detractors is the word that's coming up, but I'm not sure if that's properly used, can be your biggest fans and supporters once you get going. Mm, yeah. Amen. I've had the same experience. I remember my mom sending me things like, oh, here's a job in your local community. Maybe you could try that, you know, years ago. And now she's (laughs) like, oh my gosh, you're doing so well. Look at Mm -hmm. you. You know, there's like so many people and I'm cheering you on, you know, and it's like, thanks mom. Um, But I, I know I, for me personally, there is definitely an opportunity to fall into self-doubt when the people that you are closest to you are like, aren't you going to get a real job? Mm -hmm. You know, this, this, I find this with so many of my artist clients too. It's like, you can't make money doing that. Mm How are you going to make money? Well, actually I have met and exceeded my salary when I had a real job Mm -hmm. doing this. So thanks. (laughs) I'm good. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I mean, yeah, I, I had the similar thing with my grandfather, but now of course I find it hilarious because my grandfather tells his friends who are older gentlemen between late forties to the seventies and eighties. And he goes, she works from home from her computers at all hours of the day and night. And she has clients all around the world. And then the guy always like locks eyes with me. Like, is it? (laughs) And I just have to let it go. January it's a new year it feels really important like this is going to be a well a big thing that came through in the Akashic Records and I'll and I'll share um just this briefly and then I want to hear a little bit about your world but Mm -hmm. a big thing that came through was that like January is like an imprint month for the whole year so how we tend to ourselves the intentions that we set you know our routines and our habits um they're really going to set the tone for the whole year. And that's kind of similar to like new year, new you, you know, a lot of us use this energy to set new goals. And I am like, I have not been a resolution person for years and years and years. That's not my jam, but I love how we can tap into the collective energy of like, okay, newness. we can optimize on that energy and we can set the tone for how we want to um, utilize that energy for our own lives. Mm-hmm. And then move forward, setting tone, the tone for the year. Absolutely. So before we dive into the astrology and the Akashic Records, Casey, can you just give me a little heads up of like what's going on in your world? And then I will let you um, take the reins. That's yeah. Good for you. yeah, it is uh, not normal at all in my world. <laughs> um, so I, I live in West Virginia, which is fairly northern. We're normally in freezing temperatures below 30, below zero of your Celsius. And I have gone on walks in the woods in t-shirts multiple times this week. Um, I am under one blanket. Like normally I love winter because I have this nice down blanket and like I can get, you know, you get the cozies. I have been sweating under like a measly summer blanket. Um, It just doesn't feel comfortable. And we've had like spring storms. And so the plants are coming out. It's just, it's just funky. Um, And it's, you know, it's, it's nice to have the warmth, but it's also like, ooh, (laughs) not normal. Um, So that's what's going on in my world. I, I can't really, it's just weird. It's just not what it usually is. So, and that's kind of leaning into the astrology. I love that you brought up, um, because we do charts for the year ahead. Now, me personally, um, basically, like, you have a solar return chart, which marks your full year ahead. That happens on your birthday. It's the energy that's available to you for the year, the lessons that are coming up. Um, it's kind of like the birth chart for your year. And so we do those as well for the collective. And there's some arguments <laughs> around whether to do them on solstice, which is my preference, or on um, the Gregorian New Year. But on the Gregorian New Year this year, which I think 
the way that I like to classify it is if you're living kind of off grid and away from society <laughs> or in that energy, um, the solstice chart tends to be a little bit more potent. Whereas if you're having to live in the like civilized quote unquote world, then the January 1st chart is where it's at. And for us, the January 1st chart has Sun trine Uranus, which is what you were talking about January being an imprint year. I would call it make changes now before changes happen to you. It's this really potent period of time, especially until the 18th, um, because that's when Uranus goes direct again. Um, and we have numerous things with the new moon Uranus is involved in, and it's basically asking you, <laughs> are you going to be a person who creates change? Are you going to be a person who lets change happen to you? Are you going to respond or are you going to react? And so I think that's the first place I want to start with January. I'd love to hear a little bit more about the Akashic Records. Yes, yes, I love that. I love those two questions too, right? Are you the person who like makes changes or are you going to be the person who lets change happen to you? Are you a responder or are you a reactor? right? Like what's happening here? And it's so perfect because the Akashic Records is basically all about you. And I feel like it's just a, a transition from December. You know, like, yes, there is the external energy. Yes, there's the external world. But most importantly, in my opinion, and all the work that I do, there is you and your inner work and your inner world. And that's the most important work because What's going on inside is what's going on outside. Exactly. And so the big thing that came through for me before I even sat into the records was shed. It told me to shed. And I have personally been in a healing portal for myself, like this mystical healing portal, I'd say since June. Mm -hmm. And maybe you guys noticed that and like all the content and everything, but like I've been in a mystical healing portal for myself and it hasn't always been roses and rainbows or beautiful. You know, there's been a lot of deep, scary healing, mm -hmm. but that's part of the process, right? Shedding the ego, shedding the illusions and shedding the things that are not you. And so that was a message that was specifically for me, but, um, I feel it's important to share with you. So the Akashic forecast starts out with open your heart and allow truth to flow. This month is a new beginning. You've laid a solid, massive foundation personally and collectively. What if instead of fearing big changes that have always and will always be inevitable, you listened, you trusted, you slowed down enough to make the mundane sacred, and you allowed the pure energy of you of love, of the divine, emerge on all planes of existence. Easier said than done? I think not. You are a microcosm of the entire universe in expression on a small blue ball hurtling through space. The universe is in you. Opening up to pure potential is less about finding, figuring out, and preparing, and more about remembering the truth and forgetting the lie. Mm -hmm. As you open yourself up to the pure potential or possibility, the ego will arise, sore drawn, ready to protect you, AKA itself, mm -hmm. from any unwanted change or wanted change for that matter. You've been navigating this over and over again for the last 18 plus months and for the last five plus years. Um, I'm gonna read this last sentence and then we can go. The ego is protecting you. Your job is to get in alignment with God or source and stop edging God out, a.k.a. ego. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. Um, so it's so funny because as we're going into January, we have we have Venus um, retrograding through Capricorn. We have um, Mercury about to do a retrograde between Aquarius and Capricorn, but and then we have multiple conjunctions with Pluto and Capricorn. So we have so much Capricorn energy. And I love when we're looking at a sign, we have basically, in astrology, we would talk about it like the, the man versus the initiate. And when I say initiate, I mean, it's when you live, just as you said, when you decide to go, oh my gosh, I'm going to live this mundane life, 
in a place of sacredness, in a place of magic, in a place of understanding that I am a spiritual being who is here for growth, right? And when we look at Capricorn through the soul level, what we're having is this stripping away of bad intentions, right? We all have this idea of Capricorn of like the big businessman, you know, like the the industrialist who's just gonna, I just want to consume and consume and consume and I want to get as far as possible. But what we actually see in Capricorn is this switch of where somebody fully conquers them themselves. They're, I don't want to say like the lower parts of their self, but like reigns it in. Ego, however you want to talk about it. And then gets to a point where their intentions are pure enough or their intention, and I don't want, pure is such a weird word and take what you will from it. Um, and is able to actually move out from that point and help other people. So one of the myths associated with Capricorn actually has to deal with Hercules. And Hercules had to go through hell his own personal hell, and had to face all of his own demons and come out before he could be of service and of help and reach the mountain, so to speak, which the mountain is just simply operating from that higher self. And um, so right now we have in January, we're going to have Mercury moving through Capricorn and in retrograding through Capricorn, but we also have Venus there. And these two things together, when we have a Venus retrograde, people talk about love and relationships and it's that, yeah, sure, it is that. But when we're looking at it on that that soul level, what we're looking at is how what are you willing to receive? Venus is a planet of being willing to, re- of receiving. And when it plays out in Capricorn, for example, one of these things that we're tested in is when you're thinking about the change that you wanna be making, is your first instinct or your first 10 instincts to think about how other people will perceive you, to think about how other people will be impacted by it, right? Because the moment that you move outside of your own bubble there (laughs) and you start putting yourself into other people's worlds, you first off, you lose control and you close down the magic of receiving. Because whenever we're thinking about how other people are going to receive it, it's, it's frequently not good. Or it's touched in this like, oh, it'll get me more attention. Or, you know, in my own life, I have people that I don't even like that sometimes I wonder, you know, I wonder how they see me. And then I go, I don't even like them. <laughs> like, like, I don't even care. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, and you don't even care. Um, and so when we're moving through this Venus retrograde and, the, and then with Mercury, it's, it's mindset. It's going, and you know, I think when we're talking about and what you talked about in the Kashic forecast of letting in God, you know, letting in this, <laughs> you don't have to be the one making all the decisions. You you can move from this place of, of being of massive service um, when you're able to detach, again, from how all those things are going to be perceived. You may be sitting here trying really hard, especially in the business world, trying really hard to follow strategies to follow all these things. And meanwhile, you have this massive intuitive hit that you're not taking action on or will not allow to um, germinate because of how other people would see you. And so we're moving through that lesson massively in January. Um, Yeah, yeah. I love that so much, and I have been feeling that as we're moving into January personally, um, just shedding so much of, like, the minutiae that is, like, not real. But also, I think, you know, for me personally with Capricorn, surrounded by Capricorns, with Casey knows, my husband's Capricorn, <laughs> my daughter's Capricorn, yeah. um, so lots of Capricorn energy, um, I... I'm also getting this opportunity to, like you said, let go of those lower aspects, those heavier aspects, those like shamier aspects in my own life to reflect on like, well, who do I want to be? And I feel like Capricorn really gives that energy of like, you can do and be the best version of yourself. I believe in you. You can totally do that. And that's what's mirrored back to me all the time at home. Mm -hmm. Just to kind of share a personal anecdote. Yeah. I love that. And Um, Go ahead. Oh, I I think there's only like one other piece of this like higher level of Capricorn energy is it's lonely. 
Nobody, you know, if you take these steps, you're often not going to have the friend group or the support. And this is what we were talking about in starting, you know, starting a business and sharing your gifts is that initial step forward is, is lonely. You're not going to have anyone else on the path. Nobody can rise with you. They can meet you there for sure, but they're going to have to take their own path to it. And so there's a certain part of going, wow, I can shed this. And understand that you're going to come into, into not conflict, but confrontation with people who are not shedding that. And you have to be willing to find your new place around that while still continuing to hold your new space. Yeah. Yeah. So that sounds to me like a really beautiful spiritual assignment, like opportunity which can sound really great with words, but not always feel really great in real life. Exactly. You know, it can often feel, like you said, very lonely and very isolating. You know, of course, when it's winter and it's dark Mm -hmm. and, and here we are all, you know, if you're in the Northern hemisphere and you're the Southern hemisphere, then catch some rays for me. I'm jealous. Um, (laughs) But here we are, you know, walking through our own darkness, you know, but that is kind of the, the portal right? Being able to walk through the darkness, to be able to be in the birth canal and still be willing to come out the other side and know that there's going to be light and there's going to be beauty. And there's going to be, again, like I love the seasons as a beautiful analogy for life because like, yes, there's going to be winter and it's going to be cold and dark, but there's going to be spring again. Life will come. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you have to walk through that first. And like, it's always a positive thing. It's just a matter of, it's like hyping yourself up, you know, <laughs> like break through the wall. Like if you're going to go on a hike, you always hit a wall of like, oh, this sucks and it's painful. And then you get through it and you get the runner's high and you're so excited and it's beautiful. And um, the wall is real. Yeah. Yeah. So Mercury and Venus. You know, and don't, so my understanding of Mercury and Venus, yeah, like, yes, there's communication, relationships, like all those things that you're talking about that most people think about, but aren't Mercury and Venus also related to finances? And like, again, coming back to receiving, like money, value, receiving, you know, and, and what I would see, like, and I'm very mercurial, as you know, there's a lot of Mercury in my chart, um, but being able to, like what it's feeling intuitively coming through is like being able to also receive value mm-hmm. from your innate gift, right? Being able to receive value. So of course, mm-hmm. going into that dark space is so important yeah. because all the doubt and the shame and the fear live in that dark space. Mm-hmm. And we're going to, isn't Mercury, I mean, isn't Venus also retrograding and like kind of passing by Pluto too? Yes, that already happened. Oh, okay. So we got to like navigate some of that fun, dark, dark shit. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it, it, anytime we're having that touch in on Pluto, it's, it's evaporating the bounds a little bit. It's open for transformation. And so it's going to come through again. And that's kind of like, as we pass through this is exactly what you're talking about. Venus is associated with money, cash money. Jupiter is associated with wealth. And the way that we differentiate them is like, the money in your bank account, your paycheck, the money you're receiving, that's Venus. Um, when you're trying to, when you're investing, when you're buying real estate, when you're doing all of those things that go to the next level where your money's kind of working for you, that's Jupiter energy. And so a fun little thing to do in your chart, and some of you will be at a level to get this and, and run with it, is to look at what houses um, Libra, and Taurus rule in your charts. And then if you look really quickly and see who those are or what houses those are, those can show you some of your areas that you need to do a little bit more work on that receiving, especially if it's a block to you. If you're sitting there pulling in, you know, 100K months, then you've probably gotten through it. But <laughs> for the rest of us, it's an important one to look at. And when you're talking about Mercury in that context, Mercury is... Mercury is how we relate to other people, you know? And so it is a commerce thing. It is, it's more, we think about more like marketing or communicating what you offer. 
And so if you are struggling to fully communicate, and this also happens if you have a, in your human design chart, if you have an open throat center, because this one can be a little bit touch and go because you're, you're essentially a amplifier of the um, collective voice or, and, or the person who is sitting around you. Um, so, so those things can, it, it can be, an, and it, it's a beautiful energy for channeling and for allowing universal messages to come through you. But if you're really trying to say something in a specific way, um, it can be frustrating. So this can be a lot of people like slamming down the videos and going like, oh, I can't do it. It's not coming out right. <laughs> and Mercury's the same way. Yeah. I can relate to all of that because I'm pretty sure I've got an open throat center and, you know, all the mercury in my chart. But here I am behind the podcast microphone doing the thing. So we figure exactly. it out. Well, and that's exactly what I mean is when, when you know how to harness your gifts, things that you struggled with or things that you find out you actually excel at in a non-traditional way. Right. And that, that's why it's so important to have people to show up and be this, this, way shower to other people that you can do it the way that's authentic and real for you and no you just didn't know you could yeah yeah and like that pretty much hits the nail on the head for all of the work that I do you know I just want to be like like the permission grantor you know like if I can do it literally you can do it believe me because if I can do it oh my god you can too Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Okay, there's so much juice in that. Can I unpack it a little bit? And then I want to go to the Akashic forecast. Yeah, of course. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about this Hercules, you know, story, right? You're talking about this, how he had to go to hell to face his demons, right? And another story that's been coming up a lot is Inanna, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing, having to go to hell and shedding all of the layers kind of face the greatest demon and then to come out the other side, right? And recognize like, oh, okay. Um, and the big thing that I take away from that is sometimes we are, we hurt other people or we do things unintentionally that is harmful to others mm-hmm. and it's very egoic. And so really I feel like the greatest path is to shed those layers, right? Like we talk a lot about business, but I'm sure Keith, you didn't get in business just because he wanted to make money, right? It was like, <laughs> no, exactly, exactly, right? And yeah. and business is like a beautiful spiritual initiation in so oh, many yeah. ways. <laughs> oh my God. But coming back to like shedding, shedding all of those layers mm-hmm. that maybe, okay, so this is something that's coming through really strong for me is being able to sit with the things that we don't really want to sit with right now. Mm -hmm. Right. So maybe it's grief. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's shame. Maybe it's like criticism. You know, I'm Virgo critical. I can be so critical of myself, you know, and others, but mostly myself. And so being able to really sit in those energies Mm -hmm. and ultimately like this is the shadow work, like ultimately disarm the their created their creativity ultimately disarm what they keep creating in their external realities by being brave enough to fully sit with shame. Mm-hmm. Is that energy is that coming through in the astrology as well? Yeah, I mean, as as much as we're touching on Pluto, and I think you know, anytime we're in that, it's it's facing um, the subconscious realms, and the way that like my vision of it is. I talk about like hell, right? We all have our personal hell. You just talked about a little bit of yours, criticism, right? And what happens is, is if we are, anytime we're growing, anytime in business, like you said, is one of those big ones, having a family is one of those, mothering, anything you go through. When you open up into a realm of possibility, there is always a little bit of your personal hell that's gonna come in because it's part of you. There's always gonna be a piece of shadow. And if you are trying to grow, and your hell comes in, and you can't look at it, and acknowledge it as part of you, and start to run the other direction, guess what? You're not growing. You know, you have to be able to, that's, that's part of, it's not, it's, it's accepting it. It's being able to see it, and not run scared, (laughs) which is, is really difficult. So in the astrology, there's a couple days 
that we really want to pay attention to where shadow work, what you're talking, you know, what you're talking about here is, is really, really potent. And that is January 16th. Um, because that's when the sun is touching in on Pluto and this really illuminates it. And this is important. Um, if you're interested in the Pluto return for, um, America, these dates are also important to be paying attention to the news. So that's an illumination of it. And then on January 17th, we have the full moon in cap or in cancer, which is opposing Pluto. Okay. So this is where we're going to get into, you can either end up in a power struggle, but with that, that I'm going to keep using hell. I don't just, just with, with your own personal hell coming in and ending up in a power struggle in it, or you can sit there and go, Oh, I see that. Okay. Nope. Nope. Not gonna, not gonna go there. I'm going to, I'm going to choose this option over here. I'm going to choose the better option. Um, and then the last one is January 28th, because that's when uh, Mercury touches in onto it. And then, and we also have to add in, I know if you keep a journal, and <laughs> maybe just for Beg here, December 30th, we also have Mercury touching in on Pluto. So that's like the first hit of it. And then whatever, because Mercury is retrograde on January 28th, we're going to have a second hit of it. And that really just shows us mindset wise, communication wise, a personal expression wise, how we're meant to be moving out of one of our subconscious patterns. This will come around next year. But if you master the one this year, you get a new one next year. Mm, yeah, thank you for those dates. And I love how much it aligns to the Kashi Records, of course. I just want to repeat those back to everybody just in case you missed it. So January 16th is a big day. You know, we've got a lot of Pluto action happening here. So you can also look in your own life and then look externally at the news if you're curious about what's going to go on and like yes. prepping for this Pluto return for the U.S. and all the things. Um, January 17th, we've got the full moon in Cancer opposing Pluto, which that seems pretty big in an illumination time for mm -hmm. those things, our own personal health. Thank you, Gatesy. Keep on <laughs> rocking and riding with that one. <laughs> and then January 28th, um, then Mercury starts jiving and jumping into it all. So, and Mercury's retrograde. Is Mercury retrograde from the 28th of December until when? No. So we are in the shadow period of Mercury retrograde at this time. Um, on December 2nd, it moves into Aquarius. And then on December 14th is when Mercury retrograde actually starts. And if you're interested in Mercury retrograde, I, I do have a free masterclass on all of the 2022 retrogrades, and I will give Meg the link for that. Um, so January 14th. Did I say December? January 14th. Yeah. Yeah. J January. Yeah. I'm just trying to cling on to 2021 for some reason. <laughs> no, January 14th. Excuse me. Okay, perfect. Okay, yes. And we'll drop the link in the show notes if you want to check out that free masterclass around retrogrades for yeah. 2022, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, perfect. Okay, guys, so 14, 16, 17, and 28th are definitely days to keep on your horizon and know, you know, things are going to be interesting. So just prepare. And if you're navigating your own personal health, then that's okay. Like yeah. this is an opportunity and it's beautiful because it comes back to the Akashic forecast of like, this is an imprinting month. So don't let your nourishing habits and like your sacred processes fall to the wayside. It's like you have to, you have to rock and roll with it. You gotta, you gotta ride, ride the wave. Um, okay, cool. So now I'm going to move in to what's going on in the Akashic forecast. So we ended on the ego is protecting you. Your job is to get in alignment with God or source. I know God can be a weird word for people. So source and stop edging God out, AKA ego, edging God out. This month provides ample opportunity to do this to tap into source codes, clear old ego patterns that live in your DNA from your ancestors, to clear your energetic field, to make room for your true essence to align and take over. Feeling is just coming into wholeness. Dreaming is just opening portals to potential. 
fearing is just the old outdated programming. You are being invited to reprogram your default state. If your default state in your energetic body and nervous system is fight, you'll have an opportunity to shift. If it's freeze, you'll have an opportunity to shift. If it's fly or fawn, it's the same. You're being provided with huge energetic resources to reprogram how you relate to the world and ultimately how you create and co-create with existence. You can and will be invited to come into harmony with earth. You are on the cusp of some serious magic and transformation and joy. The outside world is, uh, is an important mirror to the inner world changes. This will and are these will and are changing rapidly. Now is not the time to drop up your nourishing routines. Now is the time to commit and recommit to the routines and sacred commitments that bring you closer to your true self. The way of the magi is here. Your sacred space is vital. Mm. Yes. I love that so much. I feel like it's been happening too, right? Like, I, and I want to give you space for um, sharing some of the astrology that aligns with that. But I feel like, you know, we've all, like, I wasn't, I mean, I'm sure I was born with like, this is my mission. And then I forgot, you know, and then I was like, okay, now I remember my mission. Right. But I feel more and more, and you can see it in the external space. Like, there's so many people like, wait, what is the purpose here? You know? Mm -hmm. My purpose is clearly not just go to work, to pay the bills, to pay for the car, to go to work, to drive home. Like there's something way more here. And I find so many more people like being like earth tenders and earth witches and feeling deeply connected to earth and wanting to, you know, help people shift their relationship, not only spirit, but the world as a whole. And so it feels like we've been working towards this for a long time. Oh, yeah. You know, I think this actually goes back to, you know, 2020, where we had the Jupiter, the grand, the Jupiter Saturn conjunction at zero degrees Aquarius, which is the marking of a new age, you know, it's finally the birthing of Aquarius. And one thing that's really come to me is, you know, I think what so many of us are doing is just remembering. It's not even it's just going, wait, there's a part of me and this has been so real for me since childhood of like, this isn't my world. This isn't, this is not correct. <laughs> and, you know, one of the, the phrases that keeps coming to me is, is ancients raising ancients. You know, it's like this, this generation, and especially the ones that came before us, you know, I, I've been reading astrology books from the 1800s. And, you know, it's, it's like, there's always flame keepers, right? We always have this big, and we're just having right now where so many people are called to the fire. So many people are called to tend it. And I think there's two things to keep in mind is number one, you, <laughs> um, how do I put this? We're creating a new age, right? We are setting the tone. We talk about how important it is to have those, those first few years when you have a child. We talk so much about early childhood development. We are birthing an age. <laughs> you know, we're talking not seven generations. We're talking... I don't even know how many generations in, is in 2000 years. And I think one of the important things is at the end of this, at the in, in 2000 years, which I know we may or may not be around for, depending on your belief system, um, <laughs> or as my astrology teacher, Dorothy, goes, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm not coming back here, um, <laughs> is it's Capricorn. It's earth tending. And, you know, I think it's really important to know that anytime we have this big dissemination of what is sacred and this big remembering and this big recalling is, you know, I, I, you've got to keep the flame alive because you don't even know how you're passing it and how you passing it to your child or your friend or a stranger that you meet is going to change the trajectory of not only your life, their life, but lives 100 years down the line. Yeah, that ripple effect is so profound. Mm -hmm. You know, and and taking the time to, you know, savor and cherish the reality that you incarnated for a reason. Mm -hmm. 
whether things feel great and wonderful or not, you, your own unique blueprint, your own unique gifts, like they're all here for a reason. Mm -hmm. And nothing is too small or too big. You know, like I know that I have historically gotten caught up in all these like grand gestures of like things had to be so dramatic. I had to like, you know, radically do things and it had to happen so fast and it had to happen now or else it wasn't successful. And Earth tells us that that is not how things mm-hmm. work, you know, and, and <laughs> sort of, you know, feedback from the external reality. It's like, wow, I probably shouldn't have burned that bridge or I probably should have thought about that differently. Um, but that's why hindsight's twenty twenty. And recognizing that these baby steps and these things that we do that are so important from the ceremony outside, you know, doing a ceremony for the earth, you know, doing a ceremony for the people you care about, all of that is so, so valuable. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I love, I love that we talk about that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to wrap up the Akashic forecast. Does that feel good? And then we yeah, can absolutely. transition. Okay. So the way of the Magi is here. Your sacred space is vital. Tend to your body. Care for yourself. If you have a habit of putting everyone else's needs first, it's time to create a new habit. Everyone else will benefit from you putting your needs and self-care first. Wake up earlier than everyone if you need to. This is an imprinting month. How you care for yourself and nourish yourself matters. You matter. Your mental, physical, and emotional well-being matters. This is vital for so many reasons, and mostly it's vital because you are creating the new programming for yourself and the world, or your world. Do the healing work that brings you back to wholeness. Forgive those who've trespassed against you. Forgive your inner critic for being so harsh. Make amends with old hurts. Be brave enough to face the heaviness of shame and sit with it. The more you practice sitting with big feelings, the more you tone your energetic body and nervous system. Get toned. The windfall of prosperity and joy and magic is headed your way. It's likely you will miss it if you can't sit and be with big emotions. Mm -hmm. Support yourself to be with joy. Can you allow yourself to feel into all corners of joy? Can you savor joy? Can you focus on and sit in reverence more? Can you expand your capacity to feel love, joy, pleasure, and devotion? This is how you reprogram your nervous system. This is how you open yourself up to the healing magic and spiritual gifts that that are available to you. This is how you activate your purpose. This is how you change the world. Be weary of anything outside yourself that claims to be the end-all, be-all solution to all your problems. (laughs) What if, instead, you chose to see your problems and challenges as spiritual assignments? What if your enemies were your teachers? What if your anger was a signpost? What if your anger was holy? What if your wisdom, the knowing, was enough? What if you didn't have to explain yourself? What if you trusted your knowing more than you trusted a body of people's propaganda? It's brave. It's not always easy. And it's the next step to ushering in this new paradigm. It all lives in you. Mm. Yeah, I think, so we, we have Jupiter and Pisces. And one of the things you first shared about is taking care of yourself. And, you know, Pisces, first off, Jupiter is in its home sign in Pisces. It's an ancient ruler, but we also have Neptune there as well. And Pisces is compassion, And I think there's one of the things that we really have, especially in mamas, (laughs) um, especially in women, is in trying to be compassionate and caretaking everyone else, we don't give ourselves that same benefit. And if you are not being kind to yourself, you cannot actually be fully kind, compassionate, caring to anyone else. Because every relationship you have in the external is is a reflection in some degree to the relationship that you have with yourself. Um, and one of the big things is we have, it's not happening. It's not actually in January, but I want to mention it because especially if you are, well, if you're listening to this podcast and you're spiritual, um, we have the big Jupiter Neptune conjunction in Pisces in March and, um, or April, April, excuse me. 
And it is the first time these two have come together in their home sign since 1856. And these are the two big spiritual rulers. So if you are into, you've done Lionsgate portal or any other type of experience like that, this one is a heck of a portal opening. Um, and it's one that we'll start feeling now that Jupiter is in Pisces is it's really when we're talking about upgrading your spiritual gifts. And, and I don't mean like in this sense of, how do I put it? I, I think you hit the nail on the head when you're talking about when you view your life through the lens of you are here to grow. You are here to master life's lessons and then turn around and teach them, share them, however you view it. This is a big moment of fully submitting into that. And I think oh, I think I used the word initiate earlier, but you know, we don't we don't have the mystery schools. We, we don't have, you're not going to go travel to a far off land and have a teacher that's going to make you wash the floors for the most part. Um, you know, so you kind of have to find a way to do that for yourself. And that, and that's part of the, the like, quote unquote, loneliness of it sometimes is, and I know Meg, you do an amazing job of building community where you are not having to experience so much loneliness in that, in that growth period. Um, but part of it is just committing fully committing to that initiation, fully committing to, I am going to walk the path that's not seen. It's just committing to the path when it's unseen, understanding that other people are not going to see it in the same way that you do. That doesn't make it any less real or any less worthwhile to walk. Yeah. Amen. And that's just, I think that's part of this life and especially being committed to this spiritual path in general. It's, recommitting and recommitting over and over again to the unseen path and then being so grateful for those earth angels who even though they can't see your path are there cheering you on which is always just like a really incredible experience oh absolutely absolutely yeah yeah Yeah, so I think the last little piece of the astrology for the month is Venus does go direct on December 29th. Um, So we have almost all of December with the Venus retrograde. January, right? Oh, yes, January. Man, I'm really (laughs) trying to hang on. January, all of January. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and so Venus is retrograding all of January, basically, Mm -hmm. until the 29th. Yes. And so is that, again, a revisiting of, like, all of the things we talked about previously? Can you just kind of touch over that again, what that would mean for us? Yeah. So anytime we're in Venus retrograde, it's a time of up-leveling our ability to receive. So that you can see the changes in your relationship, but understand, like, if you're getting arguments about, with it being in Capricorn, it's oftentimes going to be, like, result-oriented stuff. Like, you don't do this. I need this, right? It's physical stuff and you need physical changes. So if you're getting in arguments about that, then understand, first off, you need to be check if you are actually open to receiving that. If your partner, for example, is you're sitting there doing all the dishes and all the things, all the things, and you're not actually going, hey, I don't feel loved when you let me do all these things by myself, right? I would feel more loved if you X, Y, and Z, very specific things, right? And understand that by you opening up to the conversation and going, hey, (laughs) I need this (laughs) is part of showing that you are open to receiving that. You know, it's not it's not always all energetic. Sometimes it is conversations. And especially since we have Mercury and Venus retrograding together, even though they don't overlap totally, that does come into play. And Mm. yeah. And so one of the things like it's really important or retrogrades get a lot easier when you know exactly what days that a the retrograde planet's going to touch in on one of your own planets. So that's actually what I walk you through in that that masterclass because then you allow things to come up organically because it's one thing to sit here and go, oh, I heard Casey talk about that or I heard somebody else talk about that. It's a whole other thing to watch it come up organically and immediately recognize the situation and go, oh, oh, this is about my ability to receive and I need to be really specific, right? Because mm-hmm. we can't be perfect all the time. Um, and 
And then I, you know, I'll share it like my favorite Mercury. This is Mercury retrograde, but it's kind of the same thing. Retrogrades are, are your opportunity to up level, up level. They are like, that's the rewriting that you're talking about because there are a time where we get tested on it. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things I always go back to is I, I had a launch very early in my business and I had an email provider that I was paying for uh, that sends out emails and it crashed on me and I was paying for it and they wanted me to pay more to be able to access their tech support. It was going to be like $40 a month to get tech support. And I was like, it was day of, like emails were about to go out in three hours. And of course, Mercury retrograde panic mode. And then I had that little moment of going, okay, retrogrades are always for my up level and to work in my favor. And I thought, I've never looked at alternatives. And so I actually just quick Google alternatives, found one that was at, at my current site, was free and had more features. And I stayed with them. And so that's, if you take from anything from a retrograde is to go, when stuff is not working right, when it's hitting the fan, this is an opportunity to have to make change. Whereas during time periods where these planets are not retrograde or not going through those cycles, it's a little bit harder to create change. I like to view it as like, like the hustle culture of, you know, knowing the right season. You can take out, I can take out morning glory seeds all day long right now. I can plant every single freaking day. I can water and everything else. That's not going to grow until springtime. It's not going to give me flowers until summer. Know your season. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I love bringing you back to the seasons. And I love, love, love so much that you're providing this like amazing free resource to the community. So everybody make sure you drop into the show notes to check that out because that's incredible that you're sharing that because that'll be such like an ally in the process of understanding, okay, well, this is where it's touching me in my own life. Mm -hmm. This is where it's hitting. No wonder I'm feeling X, Y, Z, or, you know, it's like when you're about to get your period and you hate everybody and you're like, why do I hate everybody? Why does everybody suck? (laughs) Right. Everybody just sucks. And then you're like, Oh, now I understand. You don't all suck. I was just really, really grumpy. (laughs) Exactly. Well, and I think even just knowing when is, is almost even more important than the what, because life is gonna, it's going to show its hand no matter which way it's going to go. Um, but just knowing that day. And for me personally, I, I have a calendar. I write everything down. So I just go into the week knowing, hey, Tuesday, I need to pay attention to these themes, for example. So yeah, love it. Um, yeah. Perfect. Okay, cool. And then I love how you talk about like the very specific things and taking action, right? Because I feel like with the Akashic Records, there's so much information and and a lot about basically shifting your nervous system Mm -hmm. from being in a fight, flight, freeze, and fawn response. And for those of you who don't know what the fawn response is or if you've never heard of that before, it's basically like the people-pleasing response where Mm -hmm. you are just going to like do everything in your power to make sure there's no like that's always easy and that everybody else is happy and you're just going to forsake yourself because you don't want to ruffle any feathers. And so if you've navigated that, which I'm, that's like my go-to, it's either fight or fawn. Mm -hmm. I'm going to like fuck shit up or (laughs) I am going to like, just try to smooth it all out and forsake myself. Um, And so I love how you bring that piece in with the Capricorn because it is so much about um, acting in a new way. Yeah. Right. So you get the, you get the energetic information, you shift from that inner space Mm -hmm. and then the way you land it into your life is taking new action. Absolutely. Doing the thing, right? Because you can't just think about it or meditate on it all day. Mm -hmm. You have to actually do new changes, make new changes. You have to embody it, bring it home into your body to feel safe. Yes. And I think this is also where, where a basic fundamental understanding of herbalism and this is why I talk about herbalism side by side with it is because when you know that for example and we do have a couple Uranus transits throughout the month which we would Uranus and Mercury are two big nervous system planets and it's really hard to go through any transit without having that support and I'm actually I'll send you another um I think I have it online I have a ebook or just a little quick guide 
on herbs for the nervous system that I wrote years ago. So I will also send that to you, Meg, um, just because it's really helpful to understand which herbs um, for which seasons in your life. Totally. I love that so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that, Casey. I think that's great. I think that's super great. And then, you know, you talk about these shadow work times, like where it's really important for shadow work on the 14th, the 16th, and the 17th. And I will drop the free shadow workshop in the show notes below. So you guys will have like all the things, (laughs) you know, that, that workshop walks you through shadow work, how to do shadow work, why you want to do shadow work and a process to, you know, start your practice or deepen your practice. I've had people who've done shadow work who have like, who've been like, wow, I've never thought of it this way. So we've got this amazing RX for the year, which is so exciting, Casey. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And then the herbs for, you know, the planet, right? Is that what it is? Herbs for the planet? It's, it's actually herbs What's for the nervous on? system specifically. Oh, so. for the nervous system. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Herbs for the nervous system, which is amazing. You know, and again, regulating your nervous system, January. Hello. And then we've got the shadow workshop, which is a free deep dive in shadow work. Well, and can I just say, doing your, like, I'm still uncomfortable admitting how eerily on point your shadow work quiz was, and I am still unpacking what I got from that meditation, and, like, I haven't talked to you about it simply because, like, the depth at which it took me, and how I've had to just slowly start making changes in my life has been, um, like, it's a lot to process. And, and, but it's, it's like such a gentle way. And like, I know I'll talk to you more about it in it, but I just want to say like, go there. Like you can totally break it down, but it's so eye opening. It's so eye opening. And it's one of the first things that you're going to have to face in, in this imprinting or starting creating this changes month is understanding that little piece that's going to come in. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. And I'm just going to repeat everything I said because I realized my mute, my mic was muted. And so nobody will be able to hear all those lovely things I just said about all the places to find all the things. So. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Casey, thank you, thank you for that feedback. Um, I really do appreciate that. And, and I just want to say that, like, shadow work can be that right it's like this scary thing and so I'm so excited that it was eerily accurate and I like love and honor you so much for acknowledging that like yeah there can be sometimes there's just like a um a beaded curtain to shadow work right and you're like all right I'll just walk through this beaded curtain and sometimes it's like a brick wall and you're like okay yeah I see you brick wall can I climb over you can I tunnel through you what am I going to do here because I know this shadow work process is going to change my life yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you. And and so again, the three things that you can access to support you in this month, which I'm so so grateful for Casey for sharing, is the herbs for the nervous system, which the links are in the show notes for that, as well as this RX that'll support you through all of the retrogrades, the Mercury retrogrades, right for the year, mm-hmm. and how to navigate them in your own chart and how to understand them, which is free, Casey. And like yes. Casey explains things so well. And it's so helpful to understand, excuse me, so helpful to understand these things. Um, and then you've got the intro to shadow work workshop, which will support you um, to get started with shadow work, to walk through the door, to access it. And there's a process in there, in there as well that will support you. Yes. Okay. I think those are all the words. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh God, Mercury RX is like legit happening right now. I feel it so hard. And I know we're just in the shadow, but Mm -hmm. I'm realizing that I'm not even recording the Zoom recording. So we're just going to have to like depend on our two (laughs) microphone recordings. And I hope I did not pause too many times. Okay, everybody. (laughs) Thanks for joining us for this amazing Akashic and Astrology forecast. Casey, are there any important last words that you want to share? Remember that it's 2022. Yes. <laughs> yes. January 2022. And, January 2022. Yeah. And also remember that we also, in just a side note, have 2-22-2022 coming up in February. 
which I'm I'm already extra putting on my calendar. So. <laughs> yes, uh, two twenty two, twenty twenty two. Oh my goodness! Wow, so powerful. Yes, and I love that you talk about this Jupiter Neptune junction conjunction April. Okay, this is a big spiritual portal that's opening for us. Mm-hmm. So just prepare for that. And um, and just to repeat the dates that we talked about a bit here, we've got January 14th with Mercury retrograde. Mm-hmm. January 16th, the Sun and the the and Sun and Pluto are they conjunct? Is that what you said? Correct. Sun conjunct Pluto. Yeah. January 17th, we've got the full moon in Cancer opposing Pluto. Ooh, the fields are going to be coming up. Shadow work, shadow work, shadow work. Mm-hmm. Um, January 28th, um, Mercury starts to play in the game. January 29th, we have Venus goes direct. So we are going to be up-leveling our ability to receive yes. and seeing the results in like the physical reality. Yes. And then the only other one, which is coming up really soon, is January 2nd, which is that Capricorn new moon, which is trining Uranus, which is such a, it's it's shaking up the ground. It's everything that we've talked about here. I think I've described it in my in my um, email this week is make the changes before they happen to you. <laughs> yeah. Make yes. the changes before they happen to you. And I will be sending out this Akashic forecast this month. So you guys can see it all written out in my email. So make sure you're on the email list. The best way to get on the email list is to take the shadow quiz that Casey was just talking about. That Which, was eerily accurate for her. <laughs> highly, highly recommend. Yes. Yeah, perfect. And I'll also put all the links in the email as well. So you have them in both the show notes for the podcast as well as in the email. Um, and then... You know, the title of this, the theme of this forecast came through before I even did the forecast, and that is Prosperous New Beginning. Mm. So the whole theme is Prosperous New Beginning. I love that. Excited. So excited. Thank you so much, Casey, for being here. I love you, love you, love you so much. I love you. Thank you for having me. All right, everybody. Of course, you're so welcome. And everybody, make sure you head to the show notes right now to claim all of your goodies so you just have all the tools that you need to succeed this month. Thank you.